we shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. T.S. Eliot The arrival of the series The OA brought about many viewers questioning and revelling in its mystical and mysterious non-linear storytelling arc, whereas dimensions are crossed and morality and mortality become interchangeable. There seems to be blurred lines between what is moral and immoral, bringing forth characters that are not necessarily evil and not necessarily good. As well as the characters, the visuals within the show create an interpretation of many things, including an afterlife. It seems throughout the research that was explained from episode 1, the OA directors and producers are intent on making everything become interpretive, down to the smallest detail. So let's dive in to learning more about the OA through theories spawned by the Reddit community. Please note, much like the first episode, this is only exploring a few theories mixed with research, but there is just too many to explain. This is two takes, and this is one shot, an analysis of the OA, episode two, lessons in cyclical dimensions. So let's start at the beginning, but in the OA, that seems to be harder than we thought. Let me explain. After watching both season one and season two many times, it becomes apparent that there is a pattern forming. Season one is a dimension given to us which is supposedly the beginning. However, we know from following the many timelines season two is Homer's NDE come to life. Season three is not available. However, understanding that each member has an NDE from season one we can come to the conclusion that there was supposed to be five seasons, each in a different NDE. Reddit user u slash Vash and Zelda makes an excellent connection, whereas each season is exploring each NDE that gives the five movements. Remember, there are hints of this, especially in season two when Scott talks to Homer about his NDE experience and how a heavy-set lady came to him to show him his movement. This could be BBA. Therefore, it is theorised that Season 1 is Evelyn's, the Sheriff's wife, NDE dimension, leading to Homer's NDE dimension. In the second season, we begin in Homer's NDE, with Scott's NDE being a possible dimension through Hap's multi-dimensional map. In Season 3, from Scott's NDE, it would lead us on to Renata's NDE, with Season 4 following OA's NDE, leading us back down to Evelyn's dimension in the fifth season. This would conclude the circle, sending us, the viewer, back to the dimension we know as the beginning with Evelyn's NDE. The fourth season includes the OA's NDE, which we know to be the Rings of Saturn, to present the idea of the seventh heaven, until going back down to Earth in the fifth season. In religious and mythological cosmology, the classical planets, the ones we can see with the naked eye, Moon, Mercury, Venus, the Sun, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn, were referenced as the seven heavens, or the seven levels slash divisions of heaven. The ancients saw Saturn as the seventh heaven, the holiest of places. This ideology is referenced in today's religions such as Hebrew astronomy, however going by the old geocentric model that everything evolves around the earth. It is outdated, but the theory of the classical planets being connected to seven heavens is still relevant. In mythological terms, Saturn's worshipped within Roman and Greek religion, 
In Roman religion, Saturn is described as a god of generation, agriculture, periodic renewal, and liberation. After the Roman conquest of Greece, he was conflated with the Greek titan Cronus, becoming known as the god of time. In relation to time, this can relate to a person's life and how wisdom and refinement can only come with age. The last moment is their death. In ancient astronomy, because Saturn was seen as the last planet in the solar system visible to the naked eye, it was associated that finality, last boundary before the great end, the figure of death. Therefore, Owe's NDE of Saturn could represent the final heaven, the final resting place that so many religions present and strive for. Going back, Evelyn's NDE might represent a rebirth or reincarnation of sorts back to the human form, perhaps representing a need to learn lessons from the human form before being able to get out of the loop. This loop theory of sorts has been used in many movies and TV shows such as Misfits, when one or more characters need to continue the story slash save the others by repeating something again. The aspect of the loop within the OA series actually goes further in this. Even though the meaning behind the OA has been established to mean the original angel, it does or can mean other things. The O can represent a circle, and the A as Aeon, originally to mean life and a long indefinite period of time. We could go even further and merge the A to also mean Ion, and a Hellenistic deity associated with time, the orb or circle encompassing the universe and the zodiac. The time represented by Ion is unbounded, there is no past, present or future that is depicted as separate. Another simpler but still important interpretation of the name OA could be Omega Alpha, referencing to the end and the beginning, which coincides with Britt Marling's comment on how the viewer should watch the OA by realising the first series is the Outer Ring, that where we begin as a viewer is not the beginning for the characters within a show. And again, circles are mentioned, merging the loop theory as a whole to be important. The quote from T.S. Eliot shared at the beginning of this episode, We shall not cease from exploration, and the end for all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. It emphasises that history seems to repeat itself. Think of various wars around the world. And with each time the loop enlarges a bit, with an added experience of the last, we, individually as well as collectively, grow a little and then come back to the same place, or behaviour, or pattern, with that little bit extra, which makes us experience the same situations differently. The age-old saying of, we learn from our mistakes, is not coincidental. Reddit user slash Muscaro explains, To me, it means to understand the meaning of everything. You have to have experienced it all, and then you will see it with new eyes. Maybe the OA has to go through the entire story to come back at the beginning and make it happen, while not remembering the journey. I wonder if everything has to happen that way it does, and therefore, it is a never-ending loop. The theory that BBA is the one who teaches Scott the movement it means the OA has to go back and meet the Crestwood Five to teach the movements in the first place, one of which she learnt from Scott, and so on. The switching from dimensions that loop round forms the basis of the Many Worlds Interpretation Theory MWI. It is an interpretation of quantum mechanics that asserts the universal wave function is objectively real and that there is no wave function collapse. This implies that all possible outcomes of quantum measurements are physically realised in the same world or universe. 
A wave function is a mathematical equation that conveys information about a particle in the form of numerous possibilities for its location and characteristics. This could be said about anything made of particles, such as a human being. If we think back to quantum physics, it's the nature of the particles that make up matter and the forces in which they interact, underlining how matter and energy on a scale of atoms and subatomic particles slash waves work and behave. Breaking a human down into energy at an atomic level would have waves of particles with behaviours that can only, at this point of researching, be statistically predicted. By a scientist observing multiple behaviours of each particle, stems more probabilities for more possible outcomes. Make it bigger, and you can predict multiple realities with countless outcomes. The Many Worlds Interpretation is one of the many multiverse hypotheses in physics and philosophy whereas it views time as a many-branched tree, wherein every possible quantum outcome is realised. In the case of the OA, every decision, whether Nina got on the bus or not, for an example, branches into multiple decisions, making multiple lives, multiple dimensions through the choices made. However, even though the universe wave function describes every particle in the universe at a particular moment and location, the number of possibilities is restricted by the quantum graininess of space and time. This doesn't mean it is not infinite, but the research at this moment has to give the answer of finite dimensions, because space-time is such a gigantic ask for scientists to learn from. All of the data is not gathered, and for now, it is all based off of the theory. Therefore, stating that there are infinite multiple realities slash dimensions cannot be realised. The number of different realities has not been determined, but from what is known, it is not infinite. And like the OA, they do not know how many there are, even with Hap's crude multi-dimensional map, and the house on Nob Hill opening the minds of those that venture there to be part of that map. The possibilities of multiple dimensions is endless, as anyone can potentially go into that house, but by definition, it is not never-ending. Going back to the viewing time as a many-branched tree, time, in the way we are used to thinking of it, does not flow in this theory. Different time states, can be ordered in terms of the events they describe, defining the difference between past and future, but they do not change from one state to another. All of the states just exist, potentially at the same time. All of the dimensions just exist, parallel to each other, in the same space, but just out of reach from each other. In every decision, in every quantum transition taking place on every star, in every galaxy, in every remote corner of the universe, is splitting our local world on Earth into myriads of copies of itself. Bryce S. DeWitt, 1970, Quantum Mechanics and Reality. And so, Oway's description of what it might feel like to jump from one dimension to another is like an invisible river taking you away, and in a way, she might not be far off. But what if I told you that there are different ways to travel to a different dimension? Time has been described as a many-branched tree, and this is no accident. Throughout the series of the OA, there has been abundance of greenery. From Season 1's underground prison, Hap's captives shared their terrarium cells with a jungle of greenery, which purified the atmosphere and clouded the glass walls with water vapour. From Buck's kitchen tabletops before they were going to move, from Karim's letter to Mo held in place with a lighter with a tree on it, from Nina's apartment having a hologram of a moving tree on the wall, to the floor of the mystery house with the magnetic tiles that Oe and Karim rearranged to depict the concentric rings of a very large tree trunk. 
These are some of the examples that are more prominent. But why am I talking about this? Because it leads to trees becoming an important factor, especially in season two. As you slash light underscore butterfly points out, Nina in the second dimension is a medium, and so she is connected to trees much like a shaman. Let me explain. A shaman figure sees a tree, or rather the world tree, as an integral part of the shamanic cosmos, linking the world of humans and the world of the spirits. For a shaman, the universe can be broadly divided into three zones, upper, like heaven, middle, earth, and lower worlds, the underworld. It is within the tree that spirits pass from one world to another, with the most familiar example of the world tree being Yggdrasil, the great ash, or perhaps yew tree, found in Nordic mythology. Nina converses with the trees, introducing this connection through the AOA for the audience when she falls from a tree and finds herself in its root system. And in the OA's dimension, without realising her link to trees, has found another way to travel through tribalistic movements, much like a shaman does to get to a trance-like state. This trance-like state links back to the five movements that both the Crestwood Five and the Haptives learn and practice. But there is more to this. The seas are awakened in a person's head, or only when someone has gotten so far into the puzzle house. These seas cultivate within water, and like growing plants in a botanical garden, Hap makes this discovery and has the bodies of the people going inside the house to be placed in a pool of water. From their heads, the seed sprouts into flowers, with the stamens and the flower petals, when eaten, are letting the person hear into other dimensions. Hap does this, gaining higher knowledge. This is where Hap has created a crude multi-dimensional map. Thinking about this symbolically, Hap could be potentially eating from the tree of knowledge, with Hap potentially personifying the fall of mankind based on impulsive curiosity and the need for control, with literal references such as the serpent above Hap's bed. Another interpretation could be Hap being like Odin, drinking from Mimir's whale in the attempt to find knowledge, sacrificing his eye, much like Hap is in his immoral venture towards his captives. The seas are only awakened by the house, a portal to another world, sitting on land with a spring that was once a holy site for the Olin tribe. Their religion, named Kuksu, includes elaborate narrative ceremonial dances and the shamanistic rituals, including annual mourning ceremonies, rites of passage, and intervention with the spirit world. Even the house, with its history, has shamanistic value. Linking that with the spirit world, many things are connected. The trees, the house, Nina. And who owns the house in her trust? Nina Azarova. Another loop. The OA circulates around the idea that everything is connected, with visuals and references detailed throughout. It questions the concept of multiple dimensions and what's on the other side, whether that's through the afterlife or through another reality, having references from our reality blend together to make this beautiful story. It has made many of his audience believe in something better, something in themselves, and how exploration through the mind and with others is the key to make a family through dimensions. Religious ceremonies, rituals, even in movement, have shown a blending of many aspects of the human psyche, such as cherishing hope and finding oneself, establishing a link that whatever way works best is the way forward. Most importantly, it branches out theory as a truth, that death is not the end, and like Peter Pan says, to die will be an awfully big adventure. If you enjoyed what was said, 
Please follow me on Anchor, Spotify and other podcasting platforms for the latest episode. And be kept in the loop through my Instagram at twotakes underscore podcast. If you want to help me in the making of each episode, there is a listener support platform that can benefit the levelling up of this podcast, as well as have you, the supporter, having access to extra content. Find this at anchor.fm slash twotakespodcast slash support. And as always, thanks for listening.